KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, the Outdoor Hour, giving you the inside scoop on the great outdoors on 1077 The Franchise. As long as I can remember, I've been drawn to the outdoors. There's something primal in each of us that awakens when we step outside the bounds of modern society and back into the vast possibilities of the natural world. The more civilized our lives become, the louder our hearts cry for reconnection with our native ways. Failure is imminent, dangers drawing nigh, but approached with reverence and tact, the outdoors return wisdom and gain. In both the outdoors and in life, harvests are fleeting, but lessons and memories abound. With that in mind, we step forth boldly together in pursuit of ourselves outdoors. We are nothing more than tree stand troubadours. Welcome inside the outdoor hour. I'm Taylor Maples. That's Joshua Wildman Stratton. Woo! Todd Lizenby with us on the other side of the glass taking a personal phone call. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. That's okay. He's You've a, been a busy man. I, you're telling me, bud. You know, I'm going to call this one something different. This is the outdoor hour. This feels like an outdoor hour unfiltered already. Yeah, we're coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen you in a week. We have done zero prep for this. Zero. Which is kind of how I roll through life anyways. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah? Yeah. Well, welcome inside the outdoor hour unfiltered. We're here for you. Hide the kids. Hide the wa- <laughs> wife, you know? Oh, man, looks like you had a great week. It was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, circumnavigated Idaho. There are um, worse places to take a tour of this time of year, for sure. Yeah. You know, so flew into Boise, uh, got told when I land, hey, I scored a uh, a free cabin in Driggs. We're just gonna leave now. And was uh, this Ed? Yeah. So uh, you know, old Ed Anderson and the Drift West crew, which you know, listeners be listening because yeah. we got some stuff coming at you. And uh, so we rolled up there, and uh, it was gorgeous, as you know, as you can imagine. For people who don't know, Driggs is you know just on the other side of the Tetons from Jackson Hole. So yep. you're looking at amazing valley um the teton river runs through that valley and uh it is it's the place where all the cool people actually live not jackson so i was born in boise right you knew that no okay i'm just okay i'm going with it that's good radio yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. and then you called me out (laughs) so then it got weird no i was born in boise and i haven't been back there my family moved to colorado when i was seven so I basically claim Colorado. I'm not a native, but I grew up in Colorado for yeah. sure. You um, should be claiming Idaho because it's cooler than Colorado. So I hadn't been back in like 20 years. I went back to Idaho on this bear hunt that we gave away last no year. No way. You went on a bear hunt? We gave a bear hunt wow. away. Yeah, and we went to Idaho. That and I flew in. And two things, two points about this. Like the minute we hit the ground in Idaho, I said... And forget Colorado. I'm an Idaho native. Straight like, up. I am absolutely a spud. And I just felt that, right? Yeah. Like in my spirit. The second piece of this is I didn't realize this because it had been 20 years since I'd been in Colorado. I told a lot of people while I was there, hey, man, I was born in Boise. And every one of them responded the same way. What do you think they said? 
It's not the same anymore. I'm, I was born in Boise. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh. You tell people that publicly? Dang. I mean, it, it got a bad rep from the people that are on that Driggs, Swan Valley, Teton Valley, Victor, yeah, you we, know, uh, we rolled, that part of the state. We rolled into Swan Valley, too, made a little pit stop. I should have had you stop by the taxidermist. You should have. I shot a bear right up there. Right up there. Did you know Can that? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Okay, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you, Sunshine. Just got in from Estes Park. <laughs> Tell well, me what I did, I did not. But... Tell me your story yesterday about what your parents said. Yeah, my dad was on the way back and uh he shot me a text message. Um it was one oh seven. I think they were outside of Wichita. And he said, I had your mom look on the phone and it was sixty two and raining in Estes Park and he said uh I'm gonna turn the effing car around is what he said <laughs> unfortunately uh poor planning on their part they had already kind of promised the cabin to someone a family friend for this week so Man. yeah that's, a, that, that's a poor move and yeah and arguably always known as the hottest time of the year in Oklahoma to give that one up but good for them there's some good karma coming their way for that yeah I had this conversation last night with somebody that uh, wants to move to Colorado, and they said, man, Lame. I've been skiing. I've been there a million times. We always go skiing. People think about the mountains synonymously with wintertime. If you don't right. live in the mountains, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been skiing. I love that. I could stand the cold. People don't realize that the summer is the time to be in the mountains. Yeah, it's way cooler. Way cooler. No pun intended. It's it's the best. It I, really. I is. honestly think the best time to be in the mountains is May June, because it's in the summer times. It'll get a little warm, especially since a lot of those places don't have air conditioning. Yeah. It can get a little warm midday. May June is perfect. Yeah. You know what I think the best time to be in the mountains is fifty degree every day. Anytime you can get there. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime he says. Well, anyways, back to my story about <laughs> yeah. how I was in Driggs, right? And, uh, yeah, man, so we uh, snuck out and floated the Teton a couple of days. Uh, for listeners who follow us on social, you saw my uh, my first uh, encounter of that day with moose. Uh, we had 10 more encounters with moose on the river that day. How many moose did you see in general? I mean, let's see, I would say half of the time it was multiple moose. Meese. Mooses. Meeses. Meeses. There was lots of Mises everywhere. A um, couple of mom and kid Calves, situations. Yeah. Uh, one time we got on the mom was on one side, baby was on the other. A little those we were holding our breath. We powered through that section. Get yeah. away from that. That's when you're not just drifting through. You're paddle, 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 paddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, man, it was great. Got in some fish, and then uh, then we headed up to Ryrie and um kelly canyon ski resort where we had a big mule deer foundation event and archery event with the rockman games there uh, friday saturday and sunday and uh, my services weren't needed on sunday so i started headed back and then we rolled um drift west and those guys got another ranch over that way um that backs up to uh blm 400 acres and i hadn't seen that property yet so we went and checked that out and it was super rad so so you name dropped at the beginning and i know this is not your personality you're not one to name drop but i'm sure a lot of our listeners have no idea who ed anderson is 
Yeah, I mean, first off, he's a dear friend of mine. Um, so that's really the which main is why I know you bring him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he's a accomplished artist and has done collabs with pretty much everyone on planet Earth. And um, he owns the No Business Lodge in McCall, Idaho. He's got um, can't remember the name of this new one. He told me, and I already forgot. Um, and then he owns the McCall Angler uh, fly fishing joint up there, and he's partners in a fly shop in Florida and has a operation down there and around Sanibel and uh, just lives it, man. Just diehard hunter and angler. Um, his uh, Drift West, who we've partnered with here at the the Outdoor Hour, they manage 175,000 acres of uh, property and for hunting in uh, Idaho, and uh, that's pretty mind-boggling. Uh, so, man, just a lot going on. That land's on. just okay. Yeah, it's just okay. Just okay. It's just okay. Um, so, yeah, man, great dude. Check out their website, No Business Lodge or Drift West. You can learn more, and if mm. you uh, keep listening, you'll hear from us about some new cool stuff we're doing with them. One of these days, we're just going to come out and say it. We probably should. You want to? Sure. Let's do it. Go for it. All right. So we've got a couple things in the works. If you have followed the show for the last year or more, you know that one of our favorite things to do is give away opportunities for you, our listeners, to get out and enjoy these wild places and have some once-in-a-lifetime kinds of experiences. Um, We gave away a bear hunt that you've probably heard more stories from than you ever wanted to. Uh, we actually, this year, in a couple of weeks, we have a fly fishing trip going out in Yellowstone. Um, you have heard from Jerry Bernstein on this show who won that trip. He and his son are taking that trip here in just a couple of weeks. We also gave away a mule deer trip, uh, actually right there in the part of the world that Josh has been talking about. Swan Valley, the Driggs area, Victor, all of that in Idaho. That's going to be happening a little bit later on this fall. But we are excited to partner with the guys at Drift West who have one of the most unbelievable um, facilities with their property. But this no business lodge is unbelievable. Be sure you check that out. These guys have volunteered for us a spring 2024 bear hunt. Can you believe it? It's a bear hunt, Todd. We're giving Can away. you can't believe, believe that? It. <laughs> a spring 2024 bear hunt. Which I, also spring 2024, I think, is going to be right around the time where we finally get cracklins and or ribs. No, I think I'm going to have to go promised. on that trip, kill a bear, right, right, and then right, I may have them. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Probably true. So you guys should enter to win this. Anyways, this fall, look for this. We're going to be giving away here shortly a spring 2024 bear trip at the No Business Lodge through Drift West. And they're going to give us a chartered fly fishing trip next year as well in 2024. So we've got those two trips coming up that you could win. I mean, just unbelievable the trips we've been on already the things we've done with the outdoor hour but now bringing in a partner like drift west to be able to help us take these things to the next level like it's cool man it's super rad i'm super into it 
they've killed a ton of bears. Big bears. Year. Big bears. Big I, bears. I think when I talked to Clayton, who runs the hunting operations yeah. earlier this year, I think at one point they'd killed like 45 bears. Yeah. It's talking to my parents coming back from Colorado. Yeah. They, they killed one? They said, hey, you know the people that live like, you know, down at the corner in the yurt-looking house, the kind of hut-looking house? I go, yeah. He said their home's been broken into five times in the last month. Just my, another, just another reason not to live in a yurt. <laughs> my first thought was, yeah, the the thieves are going all the way up there, and then and then they were like, they're boarding up their windows. And Times everything. are tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then it hit me; they meant a bear. So there's one active around the uh, the folks' cabin. You so get some trail cams or something. You really do, for starters. Uh, as you know, I grew up in Colorado Springs. My parents now live in Missouri. Did you so, know he used to do falconry? Did you Did you know he killed a bear? <laughs> Go Listen, ahead, Taylor. We don't have to keep doing this. <laughs> My mom is in Missouri now, and she is what they call a master naturalist. She's taken some classes and gone through some certifications. Uh, she does a ton of like wildlife research, and it's all volunteer work. But she works with departments of natural resources and different groups like this. Like right now, she's participating in a bumblebee survey. And they do a bunch of these kinds of things. Um, but she participates in a lot of uh, Zoom calls with people from around the state, and they collaborate on these things. And they're always talking very generic, big brain stuff of like, what would you do in these cir- circumstances if you ran into these? And she's like, oh, yeah, I had a bear come up to me checking the mail when I was you know, living in Colorado. And she tells these stories that are 100% real. But everybody that she's telling these stories to looks at her like, oh, yeah, that woman's got another bear story, that kind of thing. Little did you know that you were going to be just like her one day. <laughs> so it's a, bear so it's a genetic that, trait that, yeah, is what I'm hearing. Gets tired of listening to. Yeah. And with that, I think it's time we take a break. What do you guys think? Hey, hey you know, anytime someone talks smack on your mom, <laughs> it's usually a good time to end the conversation. We're going to take a break, step outside, and maybe come back after this with more Outdoor, outdoor Hour Unfiltered. Now back to the Outdoor Hour with your host, Taylor Maples, on 1077 The Franchise and the Franchise Mobile app. Welcome back inside the Outdoor Hour. We no longer have Josh on the show with us after the comments he made in the previous segment. So this is now a monologue for the rest of the show. Well, that's weird because I'm not even the one who said it. Todd was. <laughs> so, Well, Todd has left the room anyway, so if you have any shots to take at him, now's a good time. Take him. No, I got nothing for Todd. Man, the pictures, the stories, that's just an unbelievable place. Like... I don't like telling people to go hit up my spots too much, you know? Yeah, because you're selfish, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but if you've never been to that part of the country and you're an outdoorsman, you got to get on a plane. Probably, I mean, Salt Lake City might be easier. You think Boise? To get to where? If you're going to get to Driggs, Victor, Swan Valley. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like an hour less if you fly into Salt Lake versus Boise. Okay. But that's a super rad trek through Idaho. Do you just follow the Snake River the whole time? No. Okay. No. Um, We took uh, abbreviated routes 
non-highway routes, like state highway routes. So like literally just like went through the country of eastern Idaho, you know. So that was super rad. And, uh, you know, we had an e-bike strapped to the front of the truck, a canoe strapped to the top of the truck, a crazy trailer that Ed had designed pulled behind the truck with an NRS fishing vessel on top of it. Inside the truck, we had camera gear, three dudes, a Boykin Spaniel, uh, you know, you name it. We were we were mobbed out. Multiple, tra- you know, as many coolers as we could fit. And uh, so we weren't in a hurry, you know? We just, we did our thing. Thanks for the invite on this one, by the way, though. Yeah, you weren't invited. Yeah, I, you know? I'm very I were, aware. Believe it or not, I was actually working, so that's why I was there. I have a hard time understanding anything you say when you call this work, but... Well, you know, some of us chose the right job. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you here. Uh, you know, 20-plus years in the industry, it paid off. Yeah. The the hard work is caught up, so that's good. But So, I want to go back to, in the opening segment, you mentioned 10 encounters with moose on a yeah, single man, day. If you want to go moose hunt... Go, Go get a tag in that area because they are everywhere. Like, I wouldn't suggest just walk waiting the Teton. No. Way too many mooses. Which I have done, and it's sketchy. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, literally, like every time we would stop, I'm like, you hear that? Another moose. And inevitably, we would see it. But, like, yeah, they were just everywhere. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was awesome. Most people will go their whole lives... People that are trying to see moose may go their whole lives and see a couple. Yeah, not me, I guess. I have probably, I haven't seen a dozen. Um, I've probably seen eight in my life. Yeah, I saw more than that that day. This is a real sore subject for me. My mom is the moose whisperer. Never seen one. I bet she's probably seen, had 10, 12 different times she's seen them in the wild. Even up Trail Ridge Road, you've never run into one? No. No. Did he show you the video? You saw that yeah, on I social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Floating yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah, he sent me that. He also, you did a really nice little edit. I posted that one, too. Oh, nice. Um, I love how I love how animals, especially big animals like that, look at you almost like, look at these morons. You know what I mean? They just I'll, give you that look. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The one of that short video, I was me to the other end of this studio to it. I was just playing the game. It's There was a deep hole between me and it, and it wasn't going to be able to get through the water as fast as I could run back to where I was. But it wasn't smart. Were you in the boat at that point? Oh, no, sir. No, I got out. I pulled a Yellowstone tourism moment, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. That's what we needed the camera on. Yeah. It was solid. To be totally honest with you, in those situations, usually I cheer for the wildlife. As you should. <laughs> so, I think Ed and one of my employees, Joey, were cheering for the moose. <laughs> Joey was like, bro, I wouldn't do that. Oh, you're going to do it. Yeah, you're doing it. Okay. The thought process there is, yeah, but if I don't die, this shot's going to be real dope. Yeah, you know where else we went to, which I had never heard of before when we were coming back from Mariri and headed back to Boise the way we went? We went through Craters of the Moon. 
which is I don't know if it's a national park or a state park, but anyways, it is uh it literally looks like the surface of the moon or it looks like Hawaii, whichever one you want to choose. Uh is this old volcanic stuff? Yeah. Okay. This is massive old lava field and area and like massive craters and like just lava for as far as you can see. Lava rock. Is this you're in Idaho, obviously. You're pretty far from Yellowstone at that point. Yeah, but it, it apparently it is from the Yellowstone. That's volcano. where I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. one point, it was a part of that yeah. super volcano yeah. region. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. And then when we stopped in Swan Valley, we swung by uh, an old friend of mine, a cat named Oliver White. He uh, purchased the South Fork Lodge, this super famous lodge on the South Fork which is a tailwater. And so, man, I mean, fishing just lights out and, and really long, right, since it's a tailwater. And uh, he met and was friends with Jimmy Kimmel through his other lodge, which is called Abaco Lodge. And uh, him and Jimmy bought this place uh, last year, and I had heard all the rumors about how amazing it was and this and that. And uh, so he's friends, uh, Oliver's friends with Ed as well. And um, so we swung by there. He... he Oliver, uh, Ed texted Oliver like, Hey, are you at the lodge? He's like, actually I am. I'm sitting in the office. So we had to drive right past it to get where we were going and stopped in and BS with him for a little bit. But, uh, man, they're almost already completely sold out for next year. But if you want like a high class, just, you know, really living it up fishing experience, I highly suggest you jump on uh, South Fork. I said, hey, man, you can get my info and stuff if you want. Like, if you've got an email, like, newsletter or whatever you do. And he said, Josh, we've never sent an email to anyone. We don't need to. Yeah. He was like, that's cute. We don't need to do that here. You've never seen a Lamborghini TV commercial. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was like, no, Josh, we don't do that. Oh, good for you, man. Um but really cool merch and cool, just like really knowledgeable staff. They have 90 employees running this lodge. Um, and it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. To me, that's making it right. When you don't need to send out any emails, 100%. when you don't have to market. Yes. That's the definition of making it in that space. If you're not in that circumstance and you're a business owner, give us a call. Cause we can help. We can help. Whether you want to advertise here inside the outdoor hour the franchise in general, or any other Tyler Media property, send me an email. I'd be more than happy. I've said this once or twice, right? Be more than happy to connect you with someone who can help you meet potential customers. Taylor.m at tylermedia.com. We know people who know Jimmy Kimmel. That's all I'm saying. We know people who know Jimmy Kimmel. Reminds me, there was an old Married with Children episode, and uh, they were in, I think the name of the town in the show was Dumpwater, Florida. And uh, the Isn't big that every town <laughs> in Florida. The big thing to do in the wow. local paper was meet the man who met Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, perfect. <laughs> kind of the same deal, right? Yeah. You can meet the man who met a man who met Jimmy Kimmel, who's seen a bunch of moose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Another question for you. You said you were hearing the moose. What were you hearing? Oh, just them in the willows and whatnot. You weren't hearing them call or anything. Uh, we were calling Adam. Let's hear your moose call. Uh, that's, that's not what, me. That's what I'm getting at. That's not me. Let's hear your moose call. Don't have one for you. You mean to tell me you've never tried to call a moose? For all the moose you've seen? No. No, I'm usually with better outdoorsmen than me. 
I do believe that. Yeah. So yeah. I let them do the professional stuff, you know? People that know Jimmy Kimmel. People who 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 are better friends with the guy who knows Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but, um, man, it was a lights-out trip. And then, um, man, this event we had was outstanding. You know, 1,000 archers. Um, we had a great small person uh one of one of the guys helping us put on this event had this crazy idea that we should put a giant tent you know like a wedding tent on the top of the mountain and do a banquet there on friday night and uh somehow they pulled that off and and uh, the lord blessed us with like no wind and a really i mean not cold but a cooler it was in the 90s during the day so it wasn't mm-hmm. you know but uh, in the 60s, 70s at night and a beautiful sunset and we raised, uh, I'm not kidding, there was maybe 50, 55 people there at this little shindig by the time we got to the auction and uh, we raised $61,000 that night for uh, the Mule Deer Foundation off some live auction and uh, people had a good old time and then we... Uh, premiered our film the next day which was great to finally get that thing out to the world been working on that for many many months and um it was received super well so that was awesome and um it was exceptional trip we've talked about the film i don't think we've talked about the film on air no can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what that project was for yeah so when i came to the mule deer foundation uh, it was brought to my attention that I was hired in October of last year, and it was brought to my attention that in two months, we would be entering the 35th anniversary of the organization, which seemed like something we should probably tell a story about. Um, But it also gave me an opportunity as the senior director to look back and garnish a bunch of information um, that I wasn't aware of. And so since last November, we've been flying around the country to different mule deer landscapes and habitats and capturing the story of the organization and the story of our staff and our partners and volunteers. And uh, we created a, a film just documenting the 35 years of the Mule Deer Foundation and, and vision casting what the next 35 years will look like. And our, our CEO is only in year two, so it was really a good opportunity for him two years in to establish uh, his vision for the organization moving forward. And uh, if you follow along with the Mule Deer Foundation, then you know we signed some pretty major keystone agreements with the National Forest Service and BLM uh, in February of this year at the tune of uh, $65 million uh, for habitat work over the next five years across the West. And so this film gave us an opportunity to highlight that. And then I developed a, a new campaign for the organization called Connected by Conservation, which is a holistic approach to telling the story of conservation, not just um, from the standpoint of the work that we're doing, but the people who are there, right? So our goal is to, as an organization, is really to connect herds to the landscape, connect uh, landscapes to landscapes, um, and connect deer to populations while connecting people to the wild. And so this is us better defining who we are and creating an opportunity to articulate that to the world uh, for many years to come, most likely. So, Across the project, you obviously went to a lot of places. You talked to a lot of people. What stood out to you? 
Man, what stood out to me was the caliber of the people I work for and with, you know, like, golly, these people are studs. Like, they're just insanely educated uh, and very passionate and very knowledgeable about their specific part of of the Mule Deer Foundation. And so having um, our RDs, which are regional directors who oversee our chapters, having our conservation staff on, but then also having spokesmen for uh, the National Forest, uh, for U.S. Forests, and having um, people from BLM be able to share their personal reflection on how important their relationship with MDF um, was. So, man, my probably my biggest takeaway was what a time in my life to be where I'm at with the organization that I luckily get to lead, how we sound and look and feel and, and all that, and what a blessing that is. Um, but also just how vitally important the organization really is. And not just a mule deer. Um, you know, we, we did some fire mitigation work out in California, have been for a number of years. And we did a lot of forest thinning around a specific urban intersect. And there was a major wildfire there last year. And the mayor came to our conservation lead out there and said, you saved our town. Um, and us thinning the forest, allowing the fuels to be cut down so that it's not as the fire's not burning as hot and not spreading as quickly allowed them to actually get in front of this thing and, you know, facilitate changing its direction and stamping it down. And it saved an entire community. And so to think about the work that we're doing, not just, you know, we put $76 million in the ground in the last three years. we impacted 392,000 acres um but to think about the cult, the the everyday life impact that we have from improving clean water and clean air and and improving fire wildfire risk uh situations is pretty awesome to think about and uh it was all done before I got there as I tell everyone I'm just here to tell the story better than it was told before but these people are are the heroes out there doing the work um, and at times risking their lives to do that work. And uh, so it's pretty pretty outstanding. It's really easy, I think, in today's modern world to put the outdoors and hunting and fishing in a specific box, right? And for most of us that go through day-to-day in urban cities, um, you're not thinking about that kind of stuff in the way that it immediately affects you and impacts your day-to-day life. But that in the lang, uh, the landscape of society and in the timeline of our country, that is such a flash in the pan of our timeline to be able to escape that intimate um, interaction with nature, right? Like it wasn't too many years ago, people were afraid of running into bears, not just at the mailbox, but on their way to go figure out how to feed their families, and yeah, these or, kinds of things. Or the kid get to school or the one-room schoolhouse or whatever, right? 100%. You know, packs of wolves and, you know, all of these types of threats. Like, yeah, we, we have threats in today's world, and, and there are plenty of things out there that could kill. You could get run over by the beer truck every day. We yeah, talk like about. McDonald's, um, <laughs> carcinogens. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got our own uh, crazy modern problems. But it's aliens. so— Aliens. Aliens. We haven't even now, gotten I mean, to the aliens. 100%. AI, robots. Listen, that one scares me. 
Oh, Jesus. We'll come back to that. That's but on another episode. To my point, what was my point? No, to my point, it's only been recently that we don't have to in our day-to-day lives. Most of us think about our place in the physical, natural world in that way. It's easy to talk about hunting and angling and the dollars that go to these things and how they affect conservation because, well, that guy wants to shoot a bigger deer than he shot last year, right? That is such a small part of why people like you that are in industries and roles like you're in are doing what you're doing is there is so much connectivity, like you're saying, between people and landscapes, landscapes and landscapes, all of these things. It is so intertwined in a way that we almost as humans want to pretend it's not at times, right? Like we almost want to sterilize ourselves and say, well, we're sophisticated. We're not, but that's not how our country was founded for starters. You know, the early celebrities of our nation were the bear hunters and were the mountain men. Someone, someone's been listening to his bear grease episodes. <laughs> Sounds like a story he'd tell you as he's making the bear greases. Well, you know, he just did this. uh, He just did this series on um, who? Clay Newcomb did on bear grease. Never heard of her. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What 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 was his uh, Crockett? Davy Crockett. He just did this series on Davy Crockett and like went to the historians and like rolled out how Davy Crockett was the first worldwide celebrity. Yeah. And, like, the impact that he had and then this play by Disney and how that expanded things and, like, all this stuff. But he was literally known as a bear hunter, right? Like, that was his claim to fame. And then how that parlayed into him to becoming a politician and, like, being, you know, all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you like American history and you're into it, you should go go check that out. Uh, He's also doing an incredible series on... Uh, the Mississippi right now but honestly like we make a lot of jokes is there anybody that's doing a better job in this space right now than Clay Newcomb absolutely not just unbelievable content yeah he's a freak yeah Yeah. I always love going to Colorado you drive through Kit Carson yep Kit Carson County I think is what it is right and I always think that's cool you also drive through Stratton Colorado depending on which way you go that place smells so bad (laughs) (laughs) drove through there It's a little hole in the wall. It's a little edgy. Nights, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what's not a hole in the wall? J.D. Adams. J.D. Adams. Oh, never smells bad there. It never does. That is one of my favorite places to hang out. What's going on down at the uh, fly shop these days? Man, rumor has it uh, we got some end-of-season sales about to kick off. I think this weekend, check our socials later this week for that. Uh, see some Howler stuff, I think, going to be jumping on the old sales rack as well as some other items. But uh, since I've been on the road for 10, uh, 7, 8 days, I don't know the specifics of that. So check our socials soon. But a lot of great stuff going on. People still traveling all over the place to go fish. Uh, all this water's extended the season. So if you, you know, You've been thinking about it, and you're like, oh, summer's over. There's no more fly fishing in the Rockies. Lies. Uh, book your trip. Go out there. Come by the shop. We'll point you in the right direction. Um, I'll be hanging out there Saturday. Dan is fishing in Florida, so he won't be there with me. So for all of you who just come to hang out with Dan, I'm sorry. 
but you can still come hang out with me. I should mention, we talked earlier in the show about the fly fishing trip that we gave away. That was in conjunction with J.D. Adams and Company. So thank you for your support of that and helping Heck us make yeah. that happen. Yeah, um, We gave away $1,000 of shop credit for Jerry to use yep. to get himself outfitted for this trip. And here in a couple of weeks, we're sending them out with a guide uh, to Yellowstone. They're flying Send into Salt to Lake. the wild. Yep, it's going to be awesome. On that note, I do want to mention if you do go on, if you if you're thinking about throwing your name in the hat for the bear hunt when that comes along, or for that fishing trip, Taylor and I will be in tow. Yes, we will be there. Yes, we will. But... We will document it with photo exactly. and video. Uh, we'll make you a kick butt little film of yourself so you can show your friends how much cooler you are than them. Because you finally joined the I Kill the Bear Club. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what. It's a fun club to be in. It's probably my favorite club you, I'm in. You get a lot of play out of it if you ask Taylor. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many conversations you can work that into yeah. if you really try. It's really a game changer. And if you're listening and you're not, can you know, you don't have a significant other yet, hey, what a better way to start a first date w- than with, hey, did you know I killed a bear? Yeah. And it really sets the tone. You're going to get a plus one. So bring him or her. Yeah. Blind date and a blind, bear hunt. Blind date on a bear hunt. <laughs> if you call us, if you write that in in the comments of your uh, of your entry that that is what your goal is. We'll hook you up. We Listen, <laughs> we're going to have to talk to you. Because that's the type of one first time You got to get the dates. production company back out for that. One. That's, that's right. That's a reality that's show, right. right there. Yeah, we'll we'll turn that, that actually into is a something. great idea. I'm surprised no one's thought of that. Blind date, bear hunt. Blind date <laughs> and a bear blind. Listen though, we know people that oh, know people blind that date know Jimmy you, Kimmel. That's oh, right. Hey, seriously, what about blind date and you put two people in a blind and they have to hunt together? Yeah, and you film it. We're gonna have to edit this and take that piece out. Yeah, that's that's not for the public. That's not for the public. That's just our little nugget of juice. Hey, Um, we gotta squeeze in another break here. When we come back, final segment of this week's outdoor hour. Now back to the outdoor hour with your host Taylor Maples on 107.7 The Franchise and the Franchise Mobile app. Welcome back inside the Outdoor Hour, unfiltered, unscripted, unprepared, hopefully mildly entertaining this week. Glad to have you with us. Taylor Maples, Joshua Wildman Stratton, Todd Lizenby, inside the franchise studios here for the Outdoor Hour. Man, it's getting real close to being deer season. I was talking last night with Bryn Chapman, who runs Okieland Bow Hunters. Uh, down in Norman, and he says literally you could tell like it was August 1st because suddenly the floodgates opened, everybody needed their bowstrings changed, and they're just starting to think about deer season. If you are thinking about deer season and you have not yet figured out what you're going to use for a hunting hide this year, maybe you're used to blowing around in tree stands or you've tried the saddle hunting craze and it just wasn't for you, you're looking for somewhere you can be comfortable sit all day, hunt for a long time, maybe get away with various wind directions or even snacks, those little Debbies are burning a hole in your backpack. Whatever it is you need, 
check out Oaky Hides. They have become my go-to hunting hide. They're made right here in Oklahoma City. Whether you're watching Final Descent outdoors, I know I've seen Jeff Danker hunt out of them. Like These things are really taking the landscape by storm, and if you've hunted out of one, you know why. Can we talk about how sweet uh, Brad's new, well, the one on the trailer is? Yeah, dude. Dude, that's so dope. Did you say they just built one that has air conditioning? Excuse me? They have literally solar panels on the ceiling, and that's they've got speed. a built-in that's air conditioner. Speed. That's it's my It's quiet. Speed. Like, seriously, we talk about these things all the time. Go check them out. For starters, check them out on social media. They do a great job. They just got a brand new, I think it's Mossy Oak. They just got a brand new contract for camouflage. Mine's old school enough that it's like hand sponge painted. Which I dig. It's sweet. But it's not Mossy Oak. Like, they've got some legit stuff that they're rolling out now. So, oakyhides.com if you want to learn more. Check out the air-conditioned version. Check out the Royale. It's their biggest footprint. Um, These things are awesome. Oakyhides.com. Well, Josh, glad you're back safely from your travels. Um, I really don't want to hear about you getting mauled by a moose. I Could have been cool, though. Would have been real cool content if you could keep the camera up. Um but you know, <laughs> it didn't go down that way. You know, luckily I just got cool footage. That was really cool footage. Check us out on social media. The uh, it's outdoor underscore hour at outdoor underscore hour on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. You can see a couple of different reels that we put together from your content there. Yeah, um, I'm sure you've got a lot of footage that I have not yet seen. So. Man, not really. Unfortunately, the second day we went out, I didn't properly clear my calendar. And uh, so I literally sat on four hours of Zoom and conference calls on the raft while my friends were yoking fish all around me. I want to feel bad for you in that, but I really don't. Oh, okay. Well. You want to know what's funny? You and I had a very productive phone call one time when I was on the Teton. I don't know if you remember that. You called me, and we were talking about some outdoor hour vision casting like early stuff. On. Yeah, this was real early this was on. Early on. I think before Eons you were ago. even a consistent part of the show. Yeah. Um, but look at that. He still won't call it a co-host. <laughs> what a jerk. Hey, I updated our Instagram bio this week. Co-hosts oh. have to be in studio 75% of the time. <laughs> Is so. that the rule? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's 2023. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did. I updated our, uh, our bios. Tagged you. You're officially a co-host. There's an announcement we can make. Wow. Congratulations. I've moved up in the world. It comes with quite a pay increase. Let me tell you what. Facebook (laughs) official. Facebook. We're really we're really doing this thing. (laughs) We're really doing this thing. Why don't we give away another bear hunt? Why don't we give away another fishing trip? We'll uh, call on the guys at Drift West to make that happen. Seriously, check out Drift West on social media. Um, the No Business Lodge. Um, Ed Anderson's artwork stuff is unbelievable. It's fire. Yeah. Um, in fact, something you should look into. You know what? In fact, we'll do something. I've got a Mule Deer Ed Anderson limited edition 35th anniversary print. I got a couple of them. Cool. Stay po- You know, stay tuned. We'll figure out how to give some of those away. Let's do it. And also, Ed has now added turkey hunting to their operation because they stumbled upon a gold mine of Idaho turkeys. Which property? 
do not know, do okay. not care. Because I know right now, I just care out that of the it's no happening. the no business lodge. It's out uh, of that operation. Okay, so mule deer, um, black bear, elk, elk, wolves. mountain lion, wolves. Mm-hmm. I believe are there five and at turkey. this point, and now turkey. Uh huh. Awesome. Super awesome. It's a real deal, folks. Seven bedroom, five thousand feet. I mean, five thousand square foot house sitting on ten acres. I want to give one shout out. This happened this week. I haven't had a chance to tell you about it. The guys over at Infinite Outdoors, uh, Maroney yeah, and all those guys, um, they donated a couple of memberships for us for a uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes chapter that I support. That's outstanding. Um, in Boulder, Colorado, through CU Boulder. You know they have FCA here in Oklahoma. They do. Nobody from FCA in Oklahoma has reached out to do ask me for opportunities. Hear that, FCA Oklahoma. But a good friend of mine from FCA in Boulder reached out and asked if we had anything that we could support their silent auction with. And we said we'd love to. And we said we'd love to. And Maroney donated two annual memberships to uh, Infinite Outdoors. So those are available there if you want to support FCA in Boulder, Colorado. Do it. Good guys. Great hey, dudes. I also want to talk about Pedego. I know you've heard me talk about these e-bikes all year long. It's getting to be that time of year. It is just way too hot to get out, check trail cams, add feed to feeders, all of walk that. Walk to your car. Walk to my car. Roll down your window. Breathe. All of those things. It's yes. just too hot, right? It's ridiculous. That Pedego e-bike makes life so much easier. Helps you keep in shape. Yes. In the shape you're in. In the shape I'm in. You can control your exertion level, right? You can. If you That's don't want to get in shape, just rip on the throttle, yeah. and you're not even breaking a sweat in 100 degrees. If you want to pedal a little bit, maybe crank it up to like the second or third tier of assist and still get a sweat, still get a workout. And if you've got an ego. Yeah. Nobody needs to know. Then, you know, don't use the assist, I guess. You know, if you're a caveman. Yeah. You know? Use the assist. Use Trust the me, assist. you're going to love Let me suggest assist. something to you. Put your ego aside and use the assist, folks. Yeah. Okay. Get over to Pedego OKC. They're on MacArthur Boulevard just west of Lake Hefner. Go talk to Lance. They had specials going all through the month of July. It's now August, but you can still get in there, and I know he'll make you a great deal if you mention the outdoor hour. Do it. Go talk to Lance at Pedego OKC. Well, another week has gone by, gents, and no ribs. Not no cracklings. Again, not surprised. We'll make this happen. No, you won't. Todd, want to place a bet on that? Uh, on the in light of recent events with many athletes who have been trouble in trouble with gambling, I would like to not place a bet on it. Okay, <laughs> seeing as how it is illegal in our state. But between you and me, we know how that one's fallen. Yeah. But if you had to make a bet, it would be on your inaction. It would be. Okay. It would okay. be on empty stomachs and broken promises. I think that was uh, part of my wife's wedding vows. <laughs> I don't mean to call you out for not having uh, next week's show planned yet, but hopefully we do get the guests we talked about off air in here because yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool. We've got um, some stories, some uh, local news to talk about. Yeah. Some local recon. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Oh, speaking of local as well, I saw someone convinced that there's gators all the way up north here around the city. She's convinced she saw one on a lake here. Uh, she's been going back multiple days trying to spot it again, and uh, she's been documenting her lack of finding said 100% confirmed 
alligator anywhere, but I'll keep you posted what I find out. Reminds me of uh, once kind of where I lived, they said there was a like a mountain lion on the loose, and it was just like a fat house cat. Yeah. <laughs> just the photo made that's, it look bigger than it really was. That's called a Maine Coon, <laughs> folks. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys see this? And then I know we got to get out of here. Somebody, I can't remember if it was a carcass or a skeleton, but somebody claimed they found Bigfoot remains. Is this one you saw, Todd? Brilliant. I did not, no. I didn't, but now I'm going to research it. Okay, that's another one we can talk about in the near future. Supposed Bigfoot remains have been unearthed. Can I just leave you guys on this quick survey, just one word answer? Aliens, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Bigfoot, yay or nay? Yay. Nay. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. We could put that on Twitter. That could be a poll. Whatever. I think I'm with Taylor on both. Yeah, that's fine. Yay, aliens. I think I'm nay, nay Bigfoot. on Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. What else? Is I'm not out saying there? they're still around. I'm saying at some point in time, I believe they were around. Ghosts. Yay, yay. or nay? Nay. Man, I, I think I think some some stuff could get trapped in the spirit world. I don't know. Mainly nay because I want it to be nay. Is yeah. that fair? Because that, that's creepy. <laughs> I sleep better at night yeah, believing nay. It is creepy. Yeah. Bigfoot, though. We'll do some research. We'll reconvene on that next week. Sounds like a plan. Among other local breaking news things. Like, oh my God, it's almost football season. It's almost football uh, season. So good. This is a sports station. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks you- for joining us inside the outdoor hour. Final word, Josh. When the footballs are flying, it's also hunting season. There you go. That's a good thing. It's almost that time of year. We're counting it down. This has been the Outdoor Hour on the Franchise 107.7. If you would like to tell a story or tell us about somebody that has gotten into the outdoors, if you've got some breaking news, if you think you've seen Bigfoot, Let's have you on the show. We could do that one. Facts. That would be a good series. We'll do a Bigfoot series. I'm in. I know you're in. Join us. The Outdoor Hour. You can find us on social media at Outdoor underscore Hour on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me on social media at T underscore Maples. Josh is on Instagram at Against underscore Current. Todd Lisenby is at Todd on Franchise on just about every social media platform you could be interested in. And I mean everyone. 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 Check out my OnlyFans. <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> Send me an email if you want to inquire about advertising or you have any complaints about the show to taylor.m at tylermedia.com. Special thanks to Oki Hides, to Pedigo, to JD Adams and Company, Infinite Outdoors, Drift West, all of our great partners. Thank you for your support. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Until then, go boldly. We'll see you outdoors.